0: Good morning. Welcome to the Sunday service of Free Community Church. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. And to those of you who are watching online or at home, a warm welcome to you as well. So let's take a moment to greet one another. If you're here on site, you can turn to your neighbor, give them a wave, give them a smile. If you're online, you can also type into the chat a greeting, and our moderator will be online um, to respond to any chats during the service. So uh, you might notice that today one of our projectors is out, (laughs) Um, our lights are also not working, (laughs) so we've had quite a few technical difficulties this morning, but you know what, that's okay, because we don't come here because we're perfect, we come here because God loves us, and it's okay to come as you are, right? So uh, now I invite you to uh, stand in body or in spirit and join me in the call to worship. Today is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it.
1: Let Let us us be glad glad this this day for life, for breath, and for for freedom freedom to worship. worship.
0: Blessed are you who come in the name of the Lord. We We come come to bring bring our gifts of praise and and gratitude gratitude to the the God of all creation. God is good, and in God's work we find our strength. We We sing sing of of all God's wonderful works. Let us give thanks and praise to the Lord. So now I invite you to remain standing and join our lovely worship team in a time of praise and worship.
2: Good morning, everyone. I was just talking to Kelsey, our drummer. Like, uh, who's her favorite singer? She said Taylor Swift. She has good advice because her song, Shake It Off, is the best song So I want you guys to shake it off now, even the production team Just shake it off today Just um, relax, you know, it's worship Let's just sing to the Lord, shall we? So, I want to share with you that the Christian journey is an amazing journey As a new Christian, you're fired up, you're excited about God You come to church every day and all that But then after that, when everything dies down, the question is, what's next? How do I go deeper in the relationship with God? So may I invite you today to say that prayer for God to lead you in His own plan for you. Let's sing. I could just To just sit and wait for all your goodness, hope to feel your presence, I could just stay, I could just stay right where I am and hope to feel you, hope to feel something again. I could be safe here in your arms and never leave home. Never let these walls down. But You have called me higher. You have called me deeper. And I'll go where You will lead me, Lord. And You have called me higher. You have called me deeper. And I'll go where You. Hold on to who I am and never let you change me from the inside. I could be be safe, safe, I could be safe, I could be safer in your arms and never leave home. Never let these walls down. You have called me higher, you have called me deeper, and I'll go where you will leave me alone. You have called me call. God, we thank you for values that you have shared with us values of patience, values of kindness. Do not envy. keep these values in our hearts as we continue this path of life that God has preciously given to us You
3: Hi, good morning church my name is Mark uh, and I'll be guiding uh, you through prayer today uh, thanks for the worship team for leading us through the um, segment um, I think one thing that um, I really reflected on was like um, we, we talk about um, following Jesus following God and going in God's way and I think that that is really our desire as followers of Christ right um, but it's always not easy and um, and it's always um, this, this sense that um, the challenges are, are often, often there, it's often difficult. And our hearts don't know whether it's ready or not right, to go the way. But I think that um, all the more uh, we need to prepare our hearts. All the more we need to um, prepare our mind, our spirit, you know, everything aligned so that we are ready to walk when we need to walk with each other and also with God. So let's close our eyes and prepare ourselves for prayer. Compassionate God, gracious Father, loving Mother, thank You for Your presence in our lives. Thank you for calling us to be your people, your children. Lord, you remember each and every one of us, every sheep, not just the 99 that were safe, but the one that ran away. Lord, you are with each and every one of us, wherever we are, however we feel. Whatever we are going through, we have been called to be your people. Thank you, Lord, for your love and your presence in our lives, for blessing us with food, rest, comfort, community, but also for the challenges, the difficult times, the moments of uncertainty, and those times when everything falls apart. Lord, you are the faithful presence that is with us in the good times and the bad. So Lord, we give you thanks, and we give you praise through all that we experience in our lives as individuals and as a community here in FCC. Lord, we want to remember those who are going through especially difficult times physically, recovering from illness. We want to remember those who are suffering emotionally, psychologically, and in all the many different ways that things may not work. Lord, we pray and ask for your healing hand and our comforting embrace to be with each and everyone who needs it in the moment they need it. Lord, we are your sheep and we respond to your voice. But sometimes we close our ears and do not want to hear. Gracious Father, loving Mother, help us to open up our hearts gently and with faith and trust, knowing that you will lead us where we need to go. And where we need to go is where you want us to be, where life can be abundant, where joy and peace is ever-present with us. Lord, we want to give thanks for the many blessings that we do have, and we ask that we continue to treasure each and every one of them in our community. Lord, we pray and ask for um, wisdom to guide us through as we renew many things in the Church This year, as we renew ourselves spiritually, materially, infrastructurally, grant us the wisdom to make wise decisions, to listen carefully to your will and your spirit. It is easy to go with logic. It is easy to rest in our skills, our talents, and a sense of control. So all the more, Lord, we pray and ask to help us to surrender to you. And may all things we do and all things we experience be an expression of your will. Lord, as we take a few moments to just rest in your presence, hear our prayers, or the silent, all the difficult things that we are unable to say, Lord, Lord, we lift them up to you in the next few moments. Gracious and compassionate God, thank you for hearing our prayers. Grant us the presence of your Spirit and the courage to walk each and every day of our lives as a reflection of your will. And through the fruit of the Spirit and the works of our hands, the world may experience the love and the kinship that is heaven on earth. All this we pray in the name of our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ. Amen.
4: Good morning. morning. I know it's dark (laughs) here uh, on site. Good morning. morning. Uh, It's dark here on site because uh, we have some technical issues with the electric grid. And uh, this morning uh, we have some power trips. And so we are trying to uh, make the best of what we have. Uh, And hopefully things uh, don't... uh, um, uh, Things... Things don't. Things remain okay now and stable, right? Um, but it's also a good time to celebrate um, and celebrate our team, the worship team and the production team who, who um, have to uh, manage this uh, uncertainty and this um, uh, this situation. And I think there's a reminder of learning to trust learning to trust that even when things don't go well for us, don't, things don't go our way, that we are still beloved and God is still with us. Um, and perhaps this is an invitation for us to lean into faith. Will you join me in prayer? God, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be acceptable to you. Amen. So, this morning we continue with our sermon series, Fully Alive. For those of you who are new to us, we use Menti as a way to engage and reflect and build the sermon together. You can scan the QR code or go to the URL, fcc.li/slash menti, so you can participate um, and join us uh, today for, for that sermon. All right, um, and I'll be asking some questions, and you, there's an opportunity for you to reflect and engage in that way. Last week, Pauline talked about belonging. She said, to, come, to become fully alive, we need to know who we are and whose we are. Belonging is made up of two components B, there's our identity, and our longings. She shared her reflection on Psalm 23. Being before doing, and she, she brought us through Psalm twenty-three, and you know each part. It was God that's the shepherd who's doing the work, and we are just invited to dwell in God's house all the days of our lives. The point of action lies with God, the shepherd. We are called to just be, but our spiritual lives do not just stop with being. It is about getting the order and priorities right. We need to first be, then we do. And I want to add in something here. Because sometimes we are, we are very focused on the doing, so that it can be. That somehow we can earn God's love, right? Um, and sometimes we do excessively a lot more, trying to compensate for something that's lacking. And I want to invite you to think about how in your life you have been being and how much of a balance is there about being and doing. Now, I'm going to ask you a very odd question to start off with. How much do you agree with this statement? Right? I don't trust people and I end up doing things myself. Right? Strongly agree or strongly disagree. Disagree, agree, strongly agree, I don't give you neutral, right, no in-between, you can choose either one. Right. This is a question that often I, I hear um, in, in, in uh, surveys and stuff, and I would say that I lean towards agree. Right. And why am I asking you this question, because it reflects something. And I want to invite you to think about it um, a little bit more. Thank you for responding. I think we have so far 34, 35 people responding. So quite a, a, a lot of people um, agree, I don't trust people, so I end up doing things myself. Uh, almost double that of the disagree, right? And then strongly agree, so you know, well, it's going up. <laughs> That's part and parcel, right? 27 versus um, 11. So it's almost uh, two-thirds of people feel that they don't trust people and ending up doing things themselves. Oftentimes this happens at work, but it can happen in various parts of our lives. Thank you for responding. I share my, from my own experience. I often handle things myself because I have trust issues. The only person I trust is myself. So I end up not asking for help, not relying on other people, because there's a part of me that thinks that trusting people or relying on other people will only lead to disappointment. Unfortunately, also, relying on myself also means that I disappoint myself. Because I take on too much, and I don't don't see it until it happens, and I realize, oh no, there's so much to do, and I, I can't do everything by myself. Now, trust requires us to let go and rely on someone else. Correct, right? Faith requires us to let go and trust God. And that means we need to learn to rely on God. Very much like, you know, things not working, the power tripping. We need to learn to rely, to trust. The title of today's sermon is Believing. It's a play of words, right? Building on Pauline's sermon last week. The late theologian Marcus Borg who really laid the foundation for me as a progressive Christian in the early 2000s, through his books, Meeting Jesus for the, Again for the First Time and The Heart of Christianity. He said, For me, to believe a set of statements is impossible. What is possible is to love Jesus and walk in His path. For the, far, for the past 300 years, Faith is a matter of believing, a list of beliefs about Jesus. The list varies among Christians. Some will be that Jesus was born of God, that He was born of a virgin, and the tomb was was empty on Easter morning. Many different bullet points, right? But what he said, but in the pre-modern world, before 1600, the object of belief was never a statement. It was always about a person. To believe meant to be loved a person. To be loved Jesus means more simply than loving Jesus. It means to love what Jesus loved. That is at the heart of Christianity. That's what Marcus Borg argues, and that's perhaps what progressive Christianity is all about. The language of believing has been part of Christianity from the first century onward. But it didn't primar- uh, refer primarily to believing the right theological beliefs. It meant something like the English word, beloving. To believe in God and Jesus was to beloved God and Jesus. Namely, it meant committing oneself to a relationship of attentiveness and faithfulness. Commitment and fidelity are ancient meanings of faith and believing. And he writes, even the most frequently heard Christian creeds, the Apostles' Creed and the Nicene Creed, reflect this understanding. They both begin with the Latin word credo. That's why they are called creeds, right? And most most commonly translated into English as I believe. But the Latin roots of credo means I give my heart to. Of course, both creeds include a list of central Christian convictions. But, the creed, but saying the creed does not mean I believe the following affirmations to be literally true. Rather, it means I give my heart to God. And who's that? The creator of heaven and earth, of all that is. I give my heart to Jesus. And who's that? The one we say these things about. Moreover, believing as believing the right things does not intrinsically lead to a changed life. It is possible to have a set of strongly held beliefs, even more or less right beliefs, and still be unchanged. Fearful, self-preoccupied, self-concerned, angry, judgmental, mean, even brutal and violent. Christian history and the history of other religions are filled with examples. Believing has little transformative power. But Christianity, Marcus Zabok says, is not about right beliefs. It is about a change of heart. It is about the transformation of ourselves at that, at that deep level that shapes our vision, how we see, our commitment, our loyalty, our allegiance, and our values, how we live. I want to invite you to think about where or when have you seen believing the right things not lead to transformation, Uh, what examples can you think of that believing the right things did not lead to transformation? It can be something that you experienced yourself, something you've seen, something even for yourself. Okay, something that's from history. And I think history is rife with um, examples, right? Where or when have you seen believing the right things not lead to transformation? Some churches. Mm-hmm. Abuse in the church? Yeah. I think there are people who uh, talk a lot about beliefs, right? And yet, you know, at the very same time, there are many skeletons in the closet. And there's lots of abuse in the church. The Ukraine war, Hitler, well, Hitler identifies as Christian, huh? right? Not sure about what this person means by like COVID vaccine, climate change, We believe that there's climate change, but we didn't change any of our actions, right? Believing in forgiveness, but people are still uncharitable. We believe in forgiveness, but it doesn't translate to us forgiving other people, correct? Corruption and abuse of power, prejudice against those we see as other to what is right, Christians are well known for intolerance, bigotry and superiority, loving the wrong person, Hmm. I still eat junk food when I believe it's bad for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Organized religion, Christians were not loving to others. Uh, yeah. So I want to suggest that believing the, in the right things do not lead to transformation because it is not about trusting God. Because it is still about us doing Because believing the right things is not the same as believing in God and Jesus. Because believing the right things, the control is back onto us. We have not yet surrendered. If we believe, then we will surrender and we will give up control. We will trust that we are loved. We will trust that we are beloved. We don't have to do anything. We don't have to hold on to the right beliefs so that God will love us. That is the still doing part. Believing the right things means we are still not trusting God. We are still not letting go. We are still relying on ourselves and not having faith. When we are focused on believing the right things, we are not transformed. We are still fearful self-preoccupied, angry, judgmental because deep down there is still a lack of trust. Deep down there is still a fear that God will punish us for believing the wrong things. I think we can still get things wrong and God will still love us. Deep down there is still a lack of faith. Deep down, there is, tr- not, there is a lack of trust or faith that God loves us and we are God's beloved. Deep down, somewhere, we believe that we need to earn God's love. And fundamentally, that is works, not faith. That argument has been going on since the beginning of Christianity faith and not works isn't about believing the right things. It is just believing. Believing not in the sense that I believe the following affirmations to be literally true, but rather I give my heart to God. Isn't it ironic that believing the right things Reveal a lack of faith rather than a revealing faith? When we are focused on believing the right things, actually we lack faith. We are emphasizing on right things. We need to be correct. Which is why I'm, I'm often very critical of, huh, you're so focused on orthodoxy, then orthodoxy becomes an idol. That takes over God faith in God means I'm willing to be wrong and I know that God still loves me even when I'm wrong. Of course, we have doubts. Of course, trust requires time to build up. And that is the journey of faith, right? That even when we think that we are unlovable, we experience God's love. And that reaffirms us in many ways. Many of us have had bad experiences that have led us to struggle with trusting people. At least I do. Some of you know, and I've shared a couple of times, that I've been going for therapy and I've discovered how my childhood experiences have affected me. And I only came to that realisation when, when I read... Um, what Happened to You by Oprah Winfrey and Bruce D. Perry, right? Uh, and some of you go like, Oprah Winfrey, huh? I think that this book is quite um, revealing. I learned so much. In the introduction, oh, what it says, or what it argues is, our earliest experiences shape our lives far down the road. Our earlier experiences in childhood shape us. And What Happened to You provides powerful scientific and emotional insights into the behavioural patterns so many of us struggle to understand. So what happened to me as a child impacts how I behave now. My distrust of people stems from the past. In her introduction, Oprah Winfrey described her experiences of corporal punishment as a child. She writes, Stop your crying, she would warn. You better hush your mouth. My face settled into stoic. My heart stopped right racing, biting hard into my lower lip so no words will escape me. I do this because I love you, she'll repeat her defence in my ear. As a young girl, I was whooped regularly. At the time, it was an accepted practice for caregivers to use corporal punishment to discipline a child. My grandmother... Patty Mae embraced it. But even at three years old, I knew that what I was experiencing was wrong. And one of the worst beatings I recall happened on a Sunday morning. And she she goes on to describe what happened that Sunday morning. And she says at the end, in the rural South, that's how black children were raised. There wasn't anyone I knew who wasn't worked. I was beaten for the slightest reason. Spilled water, a broken glass, the inability to keep quiet or still. When I read this introduction, I had to put my Kindle down for three days before going back to reading it because it triggered me. I hope that this, I didn't give you a trigger warning earlier. I hope that it didn't trigger some of you because I have had similar experiences as a child. I think many of us in my generation were cane when we were children. That's a normal thing, right? You better behave. You know, take out the 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 cane and then go after you, right? Um, at least I that was my experience. You know, uh, spelling didn't get full marks. Cane come out. You know, that's how the expectations were. I thought little of it then. But now I know that that is not love. And no matter what Oprah Winfrey's grandmother said, and no matter how other people say it, it's not love. Because I know what is love through my experiences of God. God's love is not one that will hurt or harm us. So through therapy, I've come to learn that I've experienced pain from the people closest to me. The people who are supposed to love me most in the world, in this universe, actually. And yet, they harmed and hurt me. And what these experiences taught me was that I cannot trust anyone. The only person I can trust is myself. And I think that many of you might have similar experiences too. That this inability to trust people because we've been hurt, by the closest people in our lives as a child. That's what we learn within, in ourselves, not consciously, but it's a, some kind of defense mechanism. Imagine the person who says they love you, like what Oprah's grandmother said to her, I do this because I love you. And that's how they learn it. And this inability to trust other people, affects our ability to trust God. And this leads to faith becoming, believing the right things instead of knowing who we are and whose we are. Because how do we understand love? But how we experience love tangibly in in the world? But then, my experience is, it works the other way around as well. My faith journey, my experience of God, of knowing who I am and whose I am, has helped me heal the wounds of the past and learn to trust all over again. That is the journey of faith. And the faith journey began with to believe meant to be love a person. To be love Jesus means more simply than loving Jesus. It means to love what Jesus loved. And that is the heart of Christianity. Of course, there will be people you know, who are very anchored in Orthodoxy and the right beliefs and believing the right things, who will say that I'm misleading the flock. There will be some who will call me a false prophet. Caught that many times before. Not surprised? Well, Jesus talked about false prophets in Matthew chapter 7. "Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves." You will know them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorns or figs from thistles? In the same way, every good tree bears good fruit. But the bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire Thus, you will know them by their fruits. So, I ask, what fruits do you bear? What fruits do we, as a community, bear? What fruits do we bear? Kindness, support. Love and care to others. Grace. Mangoes. Yeah, mangoes are fruit. <laughs> Some of you are very naughty. Huh? Compassion. Healing, self-acceptance and community. Hopefully love and acceptance. Gentleness, forbearance, patience. Treating others with love slightly underwrite ones. Yeah, I think some of our fruits are underwrite. We are on the journey. I think that to think that we got there is a very dangerous thing. We are continuously learning to bear fruits. On some days, maybe we bear good fruit and sometimes we may have bad fruit. It's not just a black and white thing. I just hope that we bear more good fruit than bad fruit. fruit care and mutual aid and power in community, being a blessing to others, healing, acceptance, love, oranges not the only fruit, yes, I know that reference. Anger, yeah. Sometimes our lives, we produce fruits of anger and that's something that we need to work through and heal so that we can make that anger into something else. Because anger will consume us. Alright. Thank you. Ah, durians. Oh, that's a very nice metaphor. It takes a while to see the love underneath the negative parts, you know, all the prickly stuff. You know, this person probably knows um, Pauline and I and many people in FTC love durians and our passion for it, you know. Yeah. Acceptance of others who might be imperfect or do not meet my expectation, fruits of the Spirit, What fruits do we bear? And that's a question I hope that we continue to ask ourselves on this journey. Because if we don't check in, then we don't reflect. We don't see where we have grown. We don't see where we need to grow. And our spiritual lives do not stop with Being. It is about first getting the order right, order and priorities right. We must be, first be and then do. It needs to be lived out. If you don't bear any fruit, then what's going on? But what do we do? And what have we done? In March 2014, that's almost nine year, more than nine years ago, right? Uh, Mark sent me a concept paper for Dirty Hands. Um, And as we were going through um, the 20th anniversary book process, I was going through old documents. And Mark actually charted out a non-exhaustive listing of the outreach efforts that we have done since the Safe Haven days. We have painted and cleaned um, one-room rental flats in Topayo, uh, we have co-organised Indian Nation events, community fairs, ping Dot, we've been involved in that. Uh, we have been also um, working with Project, worked with Project X in the past um, with Sister Magdalene, befriending and supporting um, sex workers. Um, Hope Concert, we had a fundraising concert uh, for HIV medication fund and raising awareness about HIV prevention. And that was the first event that any government official was the guest of honour. The late uh, Dr. Balaji was our uh, guest of honour who supported and made it, ha- allowed was a- made it happen. Right? Um, we were able to bulldoze away. When the first time we tried to organise the whole concert, um, we, got, we got banned. No, it was disallowed. But we got a licence for it because of the support from the late Dr. Balaji. And it needs to be recognised and lifted up. Um, we have always had the HIV Medication Fund for those who are in need of financial support for HIV medication. Uh, we produced the Stonewall album. We had worked with uh, migrant wi- uh, workers um, with TWC2. Um, we invited um, some of the um, domestic uh, workers um, to join us for our Christmas service as their choir doing one of our Christmas services uh, many years ago. And then... Cell groups also had uh, uh, different projects they have done, right? We have charity cafe to raise money for different things, um, you know, organising it after um, International Transgender Day of Remembrance, uh, World AIDS Day. We have small-scale visits that was organised by Kin, Space and Junior. Um, we have uh, Plush uh, going out to um, the Geylang area to gifts um, especially to migrant workers and I joined them for one year and it was packing necessities for them. Right, toothbrush, toothpaste, uh, soap, and all that, and um, we also have uh, adopting elderly for regular visits, um, and we have activities at nursing homes way, way back. Mark identified certain issues about all these activities. Number one, uh, a lot of these events are one-off events, and they have very little. They demand very little commitment because we want to get as many people involved as possible. And so, it cannot be relied on as a spiritual practice, because spiritual practices require disciplined and sustained effort, right? It also has very limited, limited impact in creating real change in the communities that we serve, right? And I think this is a very important one. We weren't challenged to reflect on ourselves and critique and feed forward what needs to be done. Reflection is, theological reflection and reflection after what we, what we do is important. Right? Oftentimes we have a one-off event, you No, know, we pat ourselves on the back and then we move forward. And because of this rising awareness, we try to do things differently. Right? Um, and Mark suggested that our efforts must be accompanied by explicit theological reflection so we seize the teachable moments where we all learn and how to connect what we do and what we believe in. I think it's important. And one of the things that came out of this right, was the, idea, the concept of dirty hands and the, the differentiated approach, the left hand and the right hand. All right. The left hand is for advocacy and fighting for change, fighting to change the system, the system that creates the conditions in the first place. And then we have the right hand that alleviates the situation, that help people directly. You know, We cannot just be fighting without helping what is happening. When people are hungry, people are hungry. Right. Uh, we cannot just say that, you know what, we need to find how to fix the systemic problems that cause them to be hungry and poor but they're hungry right now, we need to address that. It's both ends. And so, over the years, we have moved towards what Mark suggested, connecting the two, and what we do through our faith, through our reflections, and inviting people to be more involved in a sustained way as a spiritual practice, from being to doing. We have adopted several uh, elderly folks here in Commonwealth, I'm really grateful for the Volunteers who maintain in contact with them Who you know, becomes their support in some ways Even through the difficult COVID period We had adopted uh, the two wards, two wards in IMH And I saw how Mark invited them to reflect on their experiences After their visits to IMH And to invite us to see how these people in the wards right? Most of them are permanent residents um, there how they are also beloved children of God in some ways. Okay. And then we have T-Mart, right? Um, and I'm, I wanted to invite Kim to share. Um, she's one of the leaders driving the project to share experience. She's uh, experiencing some vertigo right now, and she'd write, like me to share on her behalf. Um, I hope that I can uh, articulate her passion and her voice uh, in the best way possible. I would have appreciated if she could do it, because you can hear... From her personally. But these are her words, right? We started off with tea delivery, right? Uh, and it started in 2018. Together with June, the founder of Tea Project, we ventured into delivering rations to beneficiaries as um, to test response. So we will collect groceries and, and, and supplies, right, and we deliver to them. We wanted to see how this idea worked and we have not looked back since. Back then, the early days, in 2018, we manually purchased, purchased the rations, and people, you know, we asked for people to donate, they will bring them to, um, either to FCC, and then we will deliver to, uh, to Lang, uh, tea shelter in Geylang, or we will order and directly direct to Geylang. And at tea shelter, they will do the packing for collection and delivery to the beneficiaries. But During 20 when COVID struck in 2020, um, TMAT need to adapt fast. And the best and safest solution was to go totally online. And Kin designed the uh, uh, the website uh, that we go to and it's like almost ordering online and you we buy. Right? Uh, we have a request of items that we needed, people go in and shop, and so um, they commit to how many um, you know, bags of rice and how many cans of, uh, of, of hot dogs or what. We clicked on it and there's an inventory tracking and it was a solution. And then folks will go and order online and deliver to FCC, and then we have streamlined that process. In at the end of 2021, tea shelter moved and they no longer had an office location for storage and packing. So June, and at that time, June's uh, mom also felt ill and she needed time to look after her mom. And so she asked um, Kin if FCC could step in and take over the whole process. We pack and deliver. And Kin spoke to me and of course I was happy to take over. And that was what I hoped more of because that allows us to interact with the people that we are helping. I didn't want us to just be helping and, and, and that's it. I want to build relationship and support and make it as, you know, it is not just, you know, just delivering groceries. It's about being rela- relational and helping these people see that they are beloved of God as well. And if we just deliver to tea shelter, then we lose that touch. So I was very happy that, you know, that that came about. But of course, there was a stress on us as well because now we have to provide the resources. We have to provide the human resource to pack and deliver. And so um, in 2022, um, oh, that's the one, yeah. We took over to pack and delivered, and this was our first delivery to um, some of the folks um, over at um, Marceling, right? Muscling or Woodland's? Mus- muscling, yeah. And it was, we are blessed with many willing hearts um, of our siblings serving and contributing to this initiative, right? We met what we committed to, the groceries, and we actually delivered. And the commitment, love, time, and perspiration laid, res- uh, you, I don't know you can see me perspiring through my, my shirt. Um, we were there, right? And it laid a foundation for this initiative. And we even have people who sponsored trolleys for us to pull all the, all the groceries around. You know, It's not so easy uh, because we have bags of rice and canned food and all that. It's quite heavy. And so um, Kin and all of us, uh, all the leadership at FCC, would like to thank all the volunteers, donors and supporters. And these are some of our, uh, our um, volunteers who um, stepped up to deliver uh, gro- uh, the groceries over this uh, uh, this year, twenty twenty two and twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three. Okay, in twenty twenty three, we hope that we will reach out beyond the trans community, and we are planning and praying in pro- uh, in progress. And we want to reach out to elderly LGBTIQ folks. Um, and so, if there's anyone who might be in need, let us know. We'll try. We'll figure out uh, how we can support them as well. Uh, because uh, we know that the elderly transgender folks are in more um, disadvantaged situations because of our systemic issues. But I do believe that we do have LGBTIQ uh, elderly folks who are also struggling. So we want to be able to support more people. And this is who we are, and this is what we do out of who we are, right? So one of the things is, it's hard to share kin's experience. And like, I'm... In a way, I'm reading on her behalf, right? I asked um, King to share on what she has learned and what she has experienced, and she says, over the years, I actually saw a transformational change in some of the beneficiaries. When I first met them, some of them looked down and defeated. Over the years, their energy slowly transformed, and when I meet them, they look happy and hopeful. For most, our love and donations have rekindled their sense of worth in life. And that's, uh, recently, one of our beneficiaries passed away, right? Um, during one of the deliveries, she shared when she was homeless, her sister found her and provided a roof over her head in her government rental flat. All those years, she, helped. she felt helpless and indebted to her sister. Because of an accident, she couldn't work anymore and contribute to the household. So she shared that she was hopeful and proud that now she was able to contribute and bring food uh, um, to the table with the grocery donations that she received from us, she was able to hold her head up in the family again. At the last delivery, she was already hospitalized, and one of our volunteers, Lee, when updated that, and we immediately informed June, who followed up, followed up. Unfortunately, her condition worsened, and when she passed away, June updated us. So um, we collected $210. Um, you know, $100 from the church and 110 amongst the volunteers um, you know, in the ministry. And we brought it to a sister and spoke to her for a while. When Kin was with her, she talked about the late beneficiary. Then I asked about food rations. She shared how much she has helped the family. And Kin checked in with me and, about the situation and we'll continue delivering the rations to her family. I think that that's, a, you know, why do we stop right? um, drawing the line? We, lo- we, have, we love And this is, if people are benefiting from the work that we do, we should continue doing it. So that is our journey in some ways. And then I asked Kim to reflect. And so she thought about it and she wrote this. Last week, Pauline asked, what gives you meaning and purpose? Serving God gives me meaning and purpose. And obedience to God gave me life. Every decision I make, God needs to be filtered first. At the end of 2021, I was thinking of taking a break from delivery. I prayed about it, and while waiting for God's confirmation and God's answer, June asked if FCC could take over. In my heart, I was thinking, God, what a perfect answer, you win. Initially, I thought to try it out and see how it goes. By God's amazing grace and providence, T-Mart grew and tripled in size. The response was beyond expectation. So much love in this church. So she wants to disclaim, this is not. This is all God and not me. I cannot control or move people's hearts to serve. Only God can. This is God's ministry. And Pauline also said, to come fully alive, we need to know who we are and whose we are. I know who I am. I am a beloved child of God, and the Lord is my shepherd. And I know... If I listen to God's voice and God's teachings, I will be on the right path. My ministry lesson is, we can only see Jesus if we see Jesus in everyone. Jesus said, For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. Naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. We are, we blessed because we have been blessed. We love because we have been loved. Thank you and shalom. Thank you, Kin, for the work that you have poured in and all the volunteers uh, and donors to the team. Our spiritual lives do not stop with being. It is about getting the order right and then we move from being to doing. When we do, we are believing. To believe meant to be love a person. To be loved Jesus means more than simply loving Jesus. It means to love what Jesus loved. And that is at the heart of Christianity. What we do naturally follows from who we are. When we believe, we love Christ. We love what Jesus loved. We love others like how Jesus loved and how Jesus commanded us to love. And in doing so, we and those we love become fully alive in the process. Christianity isn't about right beliefs. It's about a change of heart. It's about the transformation of ourselves at the deep level that shapes our vision, our commitment and our values. Believe, be love and be fully alive. Believe, how we see, how we are transformed and our vision in some ways. Be love. Where does our loyalty and allegiance lie? Where is our commitment? We beloved Christ. We beloved God. That's our commitment. And then we be fully alive. We live up those values. We do. Those of you who are sharp-eyed will notice that this sermon arc um, has a background and, of Kintsugi, right? And the symbol of... Uh, a bowl restored by Kinzugi. That's how we understand our faith and our journey. And next week's sermon, I will unpack how Kinzugi is a metaphor for our relationship with God. So I invite you to believe and to live out that faith and know your beloved, who you are, whose you are, and then from there, transform the world. Amen.
0: So thank you, Pastor Miak, for the sermon. And it's so encouraging to see what our church has been able to do, both in terms of the changed lives that are within our congregation and the way we're able to impact those outside our congregation as well. And we come now to a time of Holy Communion. And just thinking about what Pastor Miak had shared, even accepting, receiving communion, is itself an act of trust. You know, when you come here, do you feel like, oh, I need to earn this? I need to have repented harder this week. I need to have done right this week before I can feel worthy enough to receive this communion. Well, let me tell you, that's not how we do it here. At FCC, all you need to do is know that God loves you. That's all you need to receive communion. And so we gather each Sunday at this table. And even though at this time we're not all physically together, the table of God's feast transcends time and space. Because God's love transcends all boundaries. So, this table recognizes no boundaries. Here at FCC, we celebrate an open table. This means you do not have to meet any criteria. You do not have to be a member of FCC. You do not have to be baptized. You only need to recognize that God's grace is sufficient. We are your people, God, called together in your love. We are your children, Mother called around the table of your word. We are your disciples, Lord, called to praise and give you thanks. We We thank thank you, you, good and gracious God, God, for for calling us to be your people, for giving us eyes to see, see, ears to hear, and hands
1: to touch and bless our our world.
0: Even as your people, God, we are separated from ourselves, each other, and you, the creator of life. Let us confess our brokenness.
4: As people caught in our tradition,
0: we confess that we have helped perpetuate systems that deny the dignity
1: and sacred worth of all sorts and conditions of persons. We
0: have paid lip service to equality. Our lives are based on discrimination of the other. We have been our own worst enemies. We have failed ourselves, others, and we have failed you, God.
1: Moved by your power, We We accuse accuse ourselves, because because we we have not not allowed you to form us as as a new people. We confess our sin, and we we pledge to work work for reconciliation with with one one another.
0: We thank you, gracious God, for forgiveness and the chance to start again. We thank you, gracious God, for the gift of your Spirit given to us in Jesus, in whom we are freed from the past and its oppression, in whom the gift is complete. Gracious God, you are the mother of creation and the father of all life. We are gathered as your people to thank you for your blessings, to receive your mercy and forgiveness, and to remember how Jesus died for us, accepting death to show his love for us and you.
1: We remember remember how Jesus Jesus came came to us, us, becoming becoming one of us, born like us, of flesh and blood and blood and and bone, a fully fully human human
0: person person like like us, us, in in all things things but sin. We remember how on the night before Jesus died, he gathered with his friends for one last meal. Siblings, Jesus says, I am the bread of life. The person who aligns with me hungers no more ever. Anyone eating this bread will not die ever. This is my body, broken for you. Take Eat, remember me. Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. When you are joined with me and I with you, the harvest is sure to be abundant. I love you as I have been loved, Abide in my love. This is my blood shed for you. Take, drink, remember me. I now invite the stewards to come forward to distribute the elements. If you're watching, us, uh, watching this at home, we invite you to get your own bread and wine to r- represent the elements so we can all partake together. Uh, for those of us joining us for the first time, um, please hold on to the elements and then we will all take them at the same time. Together, Jesus, Jesus you, you are always, always present in, in our midst. midst. You, you come, come to us simply, lovingly, humbly, in, in word and sacrament, in this bread, bread and wine, and in the love we share with, with one, one another. Let us eat and drink of this bread and wine, remembering Jesus, his teaching, his life, his suffering, his death, and his rising to new life. Let us partake of the elements together. you to rise in body or in spirit, and join me in this prayer of communion. Gracious and loving God, you have made us one in the body of Christ, and nourished us at your table with holy food and drink. Thank, Thank you, you for feeding, feeding our hunger, hunger and relieving our thirst. With deep gratitude, we, we offer you our lives, our, our love, ourselves, gathered, gathered in Jesus by your life-giving Spirit. May May we we become become a new people, people, wholly pleasing pleasing to you, you, a people giving glory to your your name. Amen. Please be seated. Uh, The ushers will come and collect the cups, so please pass them to the aisles. So uh, welcome again to the Sunday service of Free Community Church, where free stands for First, Realize, Everyone's Equal. FCC is an inclusive church. That means you're welcome here regardless of your sexual orientation, your gender identity, your religious background, your economic status, or any of the labels the world puts on you. So to those of you who are joining us for the first time or are regular attenders and those joining online, welcome home. My name is David and I'm the service leader for today. So um, if you're joining us for the first time, we invite you to leave your details with us, and you can do that by scanning the QR code or going to fcc.lee/slash welcome. Um, and this will allow our pastors, or our staff to reach out to you and find out how we can serve your needs. And we promise we won't spam you. Uh, we also have a our newcomers meeting at the end of every month. So that will be on the 28th of May, right after the service. And there will be a time where you can get to meet some of our leaders and members, find out about our history, our theology, and Uh, how you can get involved. So if you're interested in that, please email info at freecomchurch.org. So we've come to the regular monthly update on our financials. Um, So at the end of April, uh, we have uh, reached, okay, uh, we're slightly behind, as you can see. So in our general fund, which uh, goes towards paying our expenses and our staff salaries, we are around uh, 5% behind. And then in our building fund, which is going towards the mortgage on this property, we are also around 5% behind. So actually last month we did pretty well, we've, we actually reached our tar- uh, monthly target, but we are behind overall for the r- year. So we do ask um, if you're able to help us catch up um, this 5% that we've fallen behind. And um, if you go to the next slide, one thing we do encourage if you're a member and you're a regular attender or regular giver, that you could um, set up a direct debit or standing instruction, so that every month um, you can just decide on how much you have committed to give to the church, and then it will just automatically be transferred to our account. Saves you some effort and also helps us to have a more stable financial uh, platform because our only source of um, financial support comes from all of you. So we're really grateful for all your support for us over the years. Um, so. Th- if you go to the next slide, there's like, always, as always, there's two ways you can give by scanning the QR codes using PayNow. So for the General Fund and the Building Fund, or you can give by credit card at FreeComChurch.Give.ASIA. There is a 1.5% platform fee there, but we're grateful for giving in any form. So now, would you please join me as we pray for the offering? Dear God, we thank you that you've sustained this church for almost 20 years that we can be your hands and your feet to bring your love to those outside, especially those that the world or the the church in general has overlooked, the marginalized, the LGBTQ community, that we can be a safe place for all to worship, where they can be themselves and just come before you in your presence without fear, without judgment, just to receive your love. And Lord, help us to continue to do that, Lord. Provide for us the support we need and bless all those who give. Bless this offering. Help us to use it for you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I now invite the ushers to come forward to take up the offering. So if you're here on site and you would like to drop some cash in the bag, please raise your hand and the ushers will come to you. Okay, so uh, while they're going around, we do have a few announcements. Uh, the first announcement, so as um, Pastor Miyak has shared in his sermon today, T-Mart is one of our uh, most, is a project that's very, very dear to our heart. Uh, it's where we deliver groceries to transgendered elderly throughout Singapore. And so it's back, and you can participate in it by going to the group buy, scan the QR code, or go to fcc.ly slash and there you will see a list of uh, food items that we need. You can just click on the ones you, need, you want to donate to, We will do the purchase for you. You just have to provide the funds. So please do this by the 28th of May, and we'll be delivering on the 11th of June. If you have any questions, contact Wendy. The phone number is on the slide. Next. And uh, we also have ACE. So ACE is After Church Events, and it's a way for you and the whole church to kind of do something fun together, take part in activity, get to meet some new people, connect with the community. And so we're, the next event that's coming up will be on the 28th of May uh, at 1 p.m., and it's going to be on aesthetic hand lettering for fun. So you can learn how to write like a pro, you know, write some, write some beautiful letters for your cards, your gifts, or tags, or whatever it is you want to write. This will teach you how to do those uh, sketch letters and shapes. Um, so if you'd like to do that, email info at freecomchurch.org. Um, the next announcement is for SEED. So SEED um, stands for Settle Easily, Engage Deeply. Um, it's a program that we run at FCC for newcomers, especially those who have not really joined a cell group and they're very new to the church. So it's, a, I think, it's a four-week session. Um, it's, it teaches you who is FCC, what do we do, what do we believe. And the first session will kick off on uh, 28th of May on Sunday, right after the service at 12 p.m., So if you're new and you would like to get more plugged in, this will be a great opportunity for you. Email info at freecompchurch.org. We are also looking for help for our production ministry. You know, putting out this service every Sunday, I think we've been doing this for almost two and a half years now since COVID. It actually is quite a bit of work. Um, Even before you all arrive, right, people are here at 9 a.m. setting up lights, sound, and all that. And uh, we do need more help with that. So if that's something you feel you have a heart to serve the church, don't worry if you don't have any experience, you will be trained, you will be taught how to do it. Uh, so we're looking for visual presenters specifically. And those are the people who basically click on the slides and make sure that the slides are coming up in the right order. Uh, it's a very important job because if you do it right, nobody notices. But if you do it wrong, everyone's like, hey, <laughs> the lyrics aren't coming up at the right time. So uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, something we need people who really can do that well. Um, You can sign up to do that at info at freecomchurch.org. And uh, lastly, we have lunch khakis. So lunch khakis is our program to welcome newcomers. If If you've come to the church and you're free for lunch, but you don't know anybody, you're just like, oh no, I don't know anyone here. Uh, then we have someone who will take you to lunch at the local hawker center, and today's lunch kaki will be Lexi. So if you are interested to have lunch with somebody, just meet at the back of the uh, sanctuary later and look for Lexi, and then she'll bring you to the coffee shop. So now let me invite Pastor Miak up to talk about um, s- the retreat and our anniversary book.
4: Thanks for sh- Okay, thank you. The book first, then the... Uh, okay. So, um, this week we had an update um, with the, the book team, right? And we are very excited. But we also discovered that, eh, you know, all the people who have submitted their reflections, right? Overran. We asked for 600 words, they wrote 1,000 or 1,000 plus. And they are very good uh, reflections and stories, and we, want, we will have different ways of sharing it with people. But we realized that we had a gap, right? We want to invite people to um, share short snippets that we can use as quotations uh, to pepper the book, right? So what we have done is we have created a set of questions on uh, on um, on Google, and you you know the answer maybe not more than thirty words, you know, a short reflection and stuff. So recommend that you keep it to less than thirty words so that we can have a. Sh- Short snippet to share. So what you can do is scan the QR code or go to scclee slash twenty book, and then you 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 know answer. You don't have to answer all the questions. There are ten. Some might work for you. Some might not work for you. Some of the questions are related to like what's your mem- most memorable experience with Reverend Yap. Some of you joined much later and didn't get to meet him in person, but that's okay. Answer what comes to you. And we will. We hope that we are able to get exciting and very different um, sharing so we can um, add it into the book. So it's not just all long text. There are short ones as well. So tip, not more than 30 words. Uh, and that's what we are looking for. Next slide, which is we also, because this is our um, anniversary book, right? We want to create an atypical yearbook photo collection. Because not all of us are out. And some of us are, are you know, may not want our faces included. So what we want to include is invite you to take a photograph of your hand, right? Not that identifying lah. And then share and then email to us at projects at freecomchurch.org. Um, please crop it to a square, one is to one, just like uh, what you do for Instagram, right? Is it Instagram one, one is to one. Okay, yeah, okay. Uh, I'm not that uh, into the social media stuff. So, yeah, so crop the photograph with your hand in is one to one. Any background, anything. Um, you, know, you, you can be boring and have a white background. You can be very interesting and have very special stuff in the background. That's fine as well. So, we have some examples. Okay, um, tip take, take the photo in natural light um, so that we, we don't have to do much adjustment. But this is some of the photographs uh, of people's hands. Right, you can put it any um, try not to do anything that's vulgar. Lah. Okay, I know some of you who can write mango on a mentee will, will do something naughty, naughty like that. Yeah, so tell your advance ah, you know don't do uh, obscene gestures, okay. So email to projects at freecomchurch.org. okay? That, that's an exciting thing for the 20th anniversary. And finally, Right, we have another announcement for the church retreat. I'm not going to belabor who's going to be talking and all that because we are full, right? We are given 60 rooms and we have taken up 60 rooms. We are now trying to squeeze people who are okay with rooming together so that to we can cough up more rooms for people who sign up. There are only two days left to sign up because our closing date is the 9th of um, May, so by Tuesday, you don't sign up, I'm sorry, we cannot, no. And we are running out of tickets already uh, for ferry tickets. So those of you who are really want to go, please sign up before 9th of June. We will do our, no, 9th of May, we will do our best to get you uh, in, included into the, the, the retreat. We always say first, realize everyone's equal. And what I'm really, really moved is that we have always told, said, you know, when we have a church retreat, we want everyone who is able to go to be able to go. And your, you know, your financial situation should not be a deterrent to being there. And I'm very, very grateful for all the sponsors who have stepped up because we have, we met the, you know, we have quite a few people who asked for sponsorships and we have met all of that 100%. Right? Maybe in this couple of days, someone might ask. Lah, then I have to go right, around asking for donors again. But I'm so grateful because we are living out who we are we say first, realize everyone's equal, and people stepped up. And this is how we live out our faith and our beliefs and our values. This is who FCC is. So I'm very grateful for all the donors, for your generosity, and for you be doing the... Because some of them are actually not able to make it for the retreat, but they want someone who wants to be there, be there. So thank you. Thank you, all of you. So I look forward to seeing everyone at the retreat. I'm very excited about it already. Um, I'm just uh, worried that you know I need to get the, we need to get the rooms uh, for everyone. Yeah, um, and now I want to invite the worship team to come close us out today uh, with the closing song.
2: love what Mark said just now, Um, to serve you really have to have your heart ready. Um, So take the time, Uh, there's no rush, continue to pray for God to lead you um, in his own plan. just sit. I could just sit, I could just sit and wait for all your goodness, hope to feel your presence. I could just stay, I could just stay right where I am and hope to feel you, hope to feel something again. God, we know who we are and whose we are. We belong to you and we love you. So God, as we give you our hearts, help us to love you more and help us to love all that you love. So now go. Go as God's people who will love all that God loves in this world as our God of love goes with you. Amen. So thank you so much for joining us for service today. So good to see all of you. Go and may God's love go with you.
1: God bless you.